What do you mean you can't dump it in Borneo? Who in Borneo knows what chloride sludge is? Just do it. Do it. Call me when it's dumped. Where were we, Margaret? And in conclusion, I reject your final offer. If you proceed, I will sue your collective asses accordingly. Best of Lorne and the kids, sincerely. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Good. Bring him in. Welcome to Karate Kid Three Minutes, a podcast where we discuss the Karate Kid Part Three three potential minutes at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Matt. And joining us once again today from the Next Scene Podcast is Sean. Welcome back. Oh, thank you for having me back, gentlemen. Glad to be here. Uh, today we are talking about minutes twenty-one through twenty-four of the Karate Kid Part Three. They begin with Daniel welcoming Mr. Miyagi to his dream, and end with some <laughs> deals being made with Mr. Bubble. I mean, uh, Mr. Silver. Um, <laughs> we pick up where we left off on Monday with Miyagi entering a shop that Daniel leased, uh, and he's kind of entering like he's stepping into a haunted house. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And uh, we get one of the shot, the shot that cracks me up because it's like a, it's a wide shot uh, where we see, according to the junior novelization, what used to be a fruit packing plant um, with uh, wooden crates littered everywhere, broken windows, cobwebs, at least a couple years worth of dust, and uh, uh, cheerful uh, um, pre-car salesman Daniel going, "Mr. Miyagi, welcome to your dream," <laughs> and. Um, yeah, I, I think that this monologue here that he he because he's just he talks a mile a minute. I think this mm-hmm. one and the mac and cheese one are like probably huge in the theater community at this point. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people use this for their audition. Uh, <laughs> I would do it. Right. Uh, and, oh, and, and it's here where I made I wanted to uh, make sure to mention it's probably uh, old news at the point when this this comes out, but. Uh, yeah, this week, news of a Karate Kid musical with a script by Robert Mark Hammond himself. And uh, it's, yeah, uh, songs by uh, Drew Gasparini, who I guess worked on the TV show Smash. He did all sorts of uh, plays and musicals. I'm not big on the theater scene, so I don't really know. Uh, they're doing a pre-Broadway run in St. Louis. Uh, mm. And... Um, yeah, like I'm like I said, I'm, I'm sure that the actors use these Daniel monologues from Karate Kid Three uh, for it. But uh, I don't know if this like a soundtrack comes out, maybe some uh, bootleg uh, <laughs> versions of this. Uh, maybe a maybe a song by song season of Karate Kid Minute, Matt. What do you think? <laughs> uh, okay, <laughs> I have to. <laughs> maybe a, maybe a special episode. I guess I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I I I, I oh. Like if I had the funds, I would totally go to St. Louis. So maybe when it hits Broadway, because that's closer to, to me than St. Louis, maybe I'll uh, splurge and and just go and like grab a nosebleed seat and uh, during like a weekday matinee or like the cheapest ticket possible, because I need to see this. I need to see John Kreese singing something. Uh, <laughs> I'm ready. But yeah, it's like a, a musical version of the very first Karate Kid. So I don't know. I'm excited. Um, Somebody is not know, excited. Do you know any of the people who uh, are casting it? No, no, no idea. <laughs> uh, they're all, they're all. I mean, there, there, there are names. I don't know any of the names. So <laughs> they have. They I was have just happy that they are people. <laughs> yeah, I was happy that Robert Mark came and uh, wrote the script, though. So that that's cool. Um, you know, he didn't write the songs and music, but 
Um, but at least it, you know, it, he it, it it'll be true to his his version of the the Karate Kid. Then again, his version of Karate Kid three that he really wanted to do was Daniel and Miyagi traveling back in time. Uh, but uh, <laughs> so we'll see. <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, Miyagi not looking very one over. So Daniel continues, and this is where he's like, "We have to think potential here. Think potential, potential, potential." And um, and, and it's just like, you see all this stuff. You see all this, everything. You own it. <laughs> <laughs> and he says it like that's a good thing. <laughs> uh, like. Thank you, Daniel son, for this shack full of warped crates and <laughs> doodads. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, but I, all I'm thinking is that Mr. Miyagi's thinking, great, now I get to throw all this stuff away. <laughs> right. Thank you, Daniel son. I know he goes on about it being like good wood. Do you think that's good wood? I mean, it would probably hold some bonsai plants, small yeah. ones. Yeah. <laughs> well, what is this? What does Daniel know about wood? What is he? How does he? How is he a judge of good wood? He knows how to sand it. <laughs> he knows so. how to hit a nail knows, into it. He knows it. how to paint it. He can nail paint it. it. So, yeah. <laughs> Lots of experience with what I, I guess. I don't know. Uh, and of course, you know, uh, wood comes from trees. You know, his bonsai trees. Um, oh, yeah. The, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I wrote down, Miyagi has the same look my dad had after showing him my first apartment. <laughs> 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 this place is great. Isn't this great? <laughs> I don't know if you should be living here. Um, and and yeah, the fact that uh, Daniel says there's endless possibilities here is just a little bit. Uh, that he's he's quite a dreamer. Yeah, he's yeah. You got he's the taken. salesman. Yeah, you got taken. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, he hands the lease over to Miyagi, and then he starts going on about uh, how this. The, this the section of the the building that's going to be a, a bonsai hospital. <laughs> the bonsai hospital, you know, for the little guys. The little guys, you know. Um, and uh, and then he says uh, uh, that he works for free. And I noted that it's here where Miyagi starts to crack. He he actually smiles when Daniel says he works for free. <laughs> 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 but I don't know. It's just like. This is a really bad idea, but I think Miyagi is just like, I want to make Daniel happy, just like Daniel wants to make me happy, you know, and I did want a bonsai shop one day. I, that is my dream. He has no other prospects at the moment. Yeah. And, you know, Dan, like like you said, Sean, Daniel's evil plan is really starting to work. Uh, yeah. He's just lulled him into a trance. <laughs> this is just, it's, it's not good in many different ways. One of which is this place is huge. Like yeah. just, I, and I, I know like Miyagi needs like a working space. He needs like a garden area to like, I don't know, do his bonsai thing. But mm -hmm. for a retail space, like someone's going to walk in and I mean, I figure bonsai, you, you, it's probably going to be a very minimalist decor. Like you're going to want a feel of open space, but just right. to have to fill just so it doesn't look empty. I mean, it, you know, you, you can you can feel like free and and loose and have space without the space feeling kind of empty. Like hmm. just like how many and how you know how many bonsai does how many of these trees does Mr. Miyagi have right now to be able just so the <laughs> store doesn't look deserted, so it doesn't look empty. 
it looked like in the beginning of the in the beginning of the movie he had just enough to fill the back of a pickup truck. Also, yeah. not sure who was taking care of him all summer long. But <laughs> <laughs> so he may not have any trees left. Well, some of them are dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, just like so, this is you know, in addition to like the issues with the location and being that you know so close to the train tracks and what kind of foot mm-hmm. traffic are they going to get in this area? Like just. Do you want it? Do you really want to start with this huge place? Like maybe start <laughs> smaller and kind of if business is good, then work your way up to a larger shop. Right. I, I and then I, well, I, then the <laughs> I, sorry, I was, I was gonna jump ahead, but just I because the the next little pit. Well, I, oh sorry, it's not the okay. next bit, but the bit after that is I started, so I might as well just go into it. Go where ahead, go Miyagi ahead. says, um, you know, you forgot something. <laughs> and well, you're talking what did to I Daniel, miss? So you forgot your name on the lease, which means so as so right now the only name on the lease is Mr. Miyagi. Uh huh. So yeah, so yeah, I paid I paid the first two months, but we don't know how long this lease is. So anywhere from the next ten to twenty two months, right. Daniel like, committed Mr. Miyagi to continue paying this rent. And is this yeah. Century 21 still in business? Because how did they let this kid with a pocket full of cash, <laughs> no job, sign a lease, which is – I mean, it, I thought – a lease is usually like a year-long commitment, yeah, at least. At and, least, like, yeah. and then we're just like, yeah, yeah, go ahead and sign whoever's name on there. <laughs> and hence the crash of 2008. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what led to it? Like teenagers yeah. buying places for other people? <laughs> yes, that's yeah. <laughs> these no. the, uh, these unsecured loans and leases given out to irresponsible teenagers. Yeah, mm. you missed one thing. Your name mm. on the lease. I'm if I go down, I'm taking you with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're you're not stepping me with this bill. You're you're doing this with me. We're in it together, buddy. Uh, <laughs> partner. Um, partner. Yeah, partner. I love the name. You know, he comes up with a great name, Mr. Miyagi's Little Trees. And, you know, maybe is some it, of that space. Is that a great name? <laughs> is that a great name? It's cute. I mean, they're across the street from a pottery place, which I don't know how much money the pottery place is making. Um, but uh, I, I don't know. Miyagi's Little Trees. I mean, you, you, can you just said the pottery place is still there. I mean, I mean, it's not actually a pottery place in real life. It's uh, What? It's, uh, yeah. What? We'll get into that location. We got we got to save yeah. this stuff. Uh, but uh, well, uh, it, it, go ahead. I just don't jump because Daniel's got a little bit of. I mean, I don't know if it's inappropriate to call him like like a white savior. <laughs> so like, not only has he told Miyagi, "You're you're opening mm-hmm. the store," and not only has he rented the store, like he's give, he's making up the name and everything. Like, so what yeah. is, what part of this is Mr. Miyagi's? Oh, he's got to do all the work and now he's got to deliver the trees. Yeah. But, if anyone can, it, he can. He can. Uh, <laughs> but Daniel's making all these decisions for him, like down to the name. <laughs> like, you know, let, let Mr. Miyagi have some say in his dream. please. Right. Right. Well, I'm glad Daniel made all these decisions for me. I, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I, but you know, Daniel says it's a gold mine. So, uh, if it's a gold, I mean, a gold mine, endless possibilities, <laughs> potential, potential, potential. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Uh, I don't, uh, let's see, where is it? Oh yeah. 
So he goes, uh, yes, Mr. Miyagi's going to be great. And this is where uh, Daniel now rushes at Mr. Miyagi who and tries to give him a hug. But the old man shuts him down yeah. and uh, reminds him how uh, how he likes to show appreciation, which is bow. And he exactly. says, arigato. Um, so uh, do we have anything else to say about uh, this amazing business? I think some of that floor space can be filled with uh, T-shirts that say Mr. Miyagi's little tree. I bought them. <laughs> Mr. Miyagi's little trees. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you could get, you could get, they could do some T-shirts in uh, like toddler and young kid sizes and it'd be Mr. Mm -hmm. Miyagi's little tees. Oh, that felt so good. Okay, so <laughs> if we're good here, we're going to move from here back to another scene that the uh, junior novelization deleted. We go to Terry Silver's mansion, and more specifically, his bathroom. Uh, and we have the villain of the story on the phone in his bubble bath. Now, throughout the next scene, Terry is taking meetings while relaxing in a bubble bath, so I figured, like, this is the height of relaxation, so... I don't know, guys. Why not podcast about this scene while we're in a bubble bath together? Like, did you I mean, prepare a bubble bath for us? Yeah, guys. I I did tell you before you came to the recording just to wear bathrobes and gold chain necklaces, and mm -hmm. this is the reason why. Surprise! Uh, <laughs> I'm jumping in. I have a full bathtub here. Let me just get it started up, and uh, yeah, just warm it up a little bit. Uh, it should fit all three of us. We can, you know, I don't mind. You, you guys don't mind squeezing in a little bit, you know? Yeah. Um, right, let's just step on the this. <sighs> How you guys doing? I, I tried to make us feel comfortable. I set some various potted plants around. We got some candles, some coffee mugs. Uh, oh, is that a fertility idol uh, that I have here? Uh, I think it is, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that's there for, um, but... Uh, oh, uh, Matt, you know, if Mel wants to come in and take notes, I put a chair next to the bath or a little legal pad, founding pen. Just, just let her know. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, let's get started here. Sean, what are your thoughts on uh, Terry Silver? <laughs> um, this, Renders you speechless. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just soaking it all in. Um, no, he's it, literally he's a good villain. He's he's yeah. good. He's like the nice. He's like you know the guy you love to hate. Um, yeah. Like, do you think this guy? Like, there are a lot of reviews were like, yeah, they came out with a new Karate Kid movie, and this guy is ridiculous. You know, I can't believe they put such. You know, they heightened it so much. Um, do you enjoy this, or do you are you just like, oh, this is terrible. No, I go with it. I mean, yeah, it's it's silly, but yeah, I mean, it's it's Karate Kid. I mean, kind of. I think the only <laughs> the only thing in any of these films that's not silly is Mr. Miyagi. I mean, Daniel is silly, <laughs> Lucille's silly, Johnny's mm -hmm. silly. I mean, Crease mm -hmm. is ridiculous. So this <laughs> is just true. you know piling on. It's um, you know I'm surprised they don't have him like kicking a puppy, but you know between <laughs> I mean, there's obviously the the, the karate stuff and the and the, the mind games he plays with Daniel, but yeah, the, the, you know, dumping toxic waste and mm. um, bribing grand juries and everything else. Like they kind of <laughs> just, I just kind of went through the paper. Like what's, what's all the bad news? What's all the bad things going out, you know, going on in the world. We'll have them do everything. Yeah. yeah it's just like, isn't he great? Yeah. I, <laughs> I like the commitment. 
right down right. to the pinky ring. <laughs> <laughs> I think they were just like, what if Gordon Gecko could do karate? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, we start with Terry on the phone with what I assume is like one of his contractors, like who's just piloting a boat around the the uh, Atlantic or, you know, and 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 trying to figure out a, a, somewhere to dump this chloride sludge. And, um, and 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 he's and they're trying to dump it in Borneo. And uh, by the way, I, I I did not try to read and reread articles about chloride sludge and to give some sort of uh, discussion about that any any merit uh, yeah, and give up when my eyes glazed over that definitely didn't happen. Um, but I I just know this stuff is pretty bad and it's a little racist for Terry to be like, oh yeah, the Borneo the Borneans have no idea what chloride sludge is. Just dump it in their country. <laughs> Like, uh, you know, they're, they're still uh, standing around in with, with spears or whatever over there, I'm sure, you know, there's yeah. no, there, yeah. So I, then we get the camera slowly panning out and we see his secretary, Margaret, sitting next to the top, <laughs> waiting for him to get off the phone. <laughs> and if you didn't think this guy was a bad guy uh, already, just to be it's so crass to make someone sit there and take notes while you're in your bubble bath and make them wait. For to do that while you're on the phone, yeah, just like that's 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 evil right there. Um, evil in style, <laughs> right? So Margaret reads what was dictated to her earlier, and uh, and then he, he he's just like best to learn and the kids sincerely, blah blah blah, <laughs> and it's just like. I will sue your asses accordingly. And then it's just like, best to Lorna and the kids. <laughs> He's good at what he does, though, because he remembers the name of this guy's wife, and then he re- yeah. remembers somebody else's favorite meal. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Yeah, the poached salmon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which sounds, I don't know, you. Um, the, the phone rings. and <laughs> Is that Terry... what, what Miyagi was having? <laughs> Obviously, he yeah. wasn't poached. i make a joke. That's but, true. Uh, that's true. I I like the bad guys that are competent. And this guy <laughs> does, you know, he does his villainy well. He he does bad by doing good or something like that. Right. Uh so yeah, the the phone rings Terry He's tells the best, Malosh, Sorry, sorry. He's the okay. best at what he does, but what he does isn't very nice. Yeah. <laughs> um so Terry tells Malosh to bring bring him in and goes back to Margaret, and she's wondering about a grand jury, and Terry says, bribe him. And so pollution and revenge on a teenager and an old man, she's okay with, but bribes, she is, like, shocked. Yeah. <laughs> and like, like, she doesn't know who she's working for here, you know. Right. And just talking about corrupting the judicial st- system. Why you got to stick up your butt? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, yeah, this is where the the salmon and the D, the DA uh, is mentioned, and um, she says, "Mr. Cole," and he's like, "Well, let's invite Willie to our di- to dinner Tuesday night." And I just wanted to mention that the DA's name is William Cole. Could he be the father of Tom Cole, future dealership competitor to Larusso Auto? I mean, that would be Star Wars level of small universe, but sure. <laughs> Cole, that's not a very common name, right? Ah, <laughs> yeah. oh, you got to try the boba, though. You really do. Um, so, <laughs> Milosh brings Mike Barnes in, and uh, he he introduces himself, 
and immediately is like, all right, listen, thank you for bringing me down, Mr. Silver. And it's funny because he's like, it's almost like he's like about to start his discussion of deal making and then is just, oh yeah, thanks. Thanks for bringing me down here. Um, okay, so I've got some reading to do here for you guys. I've got your, this is our, uh, first, uh, uh, first seeing in, in the flesh, not in just a piece of paper, uh, Sean Kanan, Sean Kanan, who plays Mike Barnes, uh, Sean, any, uh, any relation? No, no relation. Okay. All right. Um, from, (laughs) from people named Sean are all related. What? (laughs) Okay, well, you have a team of mats, I'm sure. So, you know, at least one, I know. Uh, <laughs> That's true. Um, so, Sean Keenan comes from Pennsylvania, uh, went to school there and in Boston before uh, transferring to US- UCLA for a major in da, 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 political science. <laughs> so, um, when he was a kid, he saw Rocky and immediately signed up to train in boxing. But as fate would have it, the school was located in a rough area so sean's parents took him out of that and got him into uh, a karate school which was in a safer area so he was a student of shotokan karate and eventually trained under fumio demura who of course we know doubled for pat morita did fight choreography for the movies um at the time of filming sean was a green belt um so Sean was trying to break into acting at the time and was told by Fumio that Columbia Pictures was doing an open casting call for their villain. And so he got there and he says there was about 2000 other guys there. Um, in later interviews, Sean actually described it as a complete publicity stunt. He said they called Entertainment Tonight and People Magazine and other media outlets there just so they could kind of build up hype for the movie. Like, oh, look at all these people that showed up for this open casting call. Like, you know, it could be, you know, it could have been you that could have been the villain of Karate Kid Part 3, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I don't know if that inspires much confidence to be like, yeah, we got all these randos from off the street because we couldn't find a (laughs) good guy for the villain. (laughs) Um, So he says John Appleton, uh, with a cameraman, uh, walked down the line of people uh, and would stop when he saw someone that looked right and asked them to intimidate him. Um, and so Sean, I guess, did so well that Ableton sent him uh, inside the building. And in there, he met Ralph Macchio and again was like asked to intimidate him. And Sean wanted to make a strong impression. So he literally backed Ralph into a corner um, and mm-hmm. It's very funny because it's almost like the same kind of story uh, William Zapka had because he did the yeah. same kind of thing. He scared <laughs> Ralph. Does that work? <laughs> Do that. He said he was also really excited because he says he's seen both Karate Kid movies like 10 times each before. <laughs> um, so he's he really wanted to be a part of Karate Kid Part 3. Uh, so so after- call says be scary. Be scary. Be scary, yes. Yeah. Inspiring actors. Mm-hmm. So I guess after that, he waited for a call. He said he was living in an apartment over the Whiskey A Go Go uh, at the time, which I don't know. It's like it sounds cool, <laughs> but then you realize I can't imagine you getting much sleep <laughs> living <Yeah>. there. <laughs> it's so loud. Um, so it turns out they hired someone else. Uh, in the interview I, I saw, he says the guy's name was Daryl. He couldn't remember who it really was, but it wasn't, you know, friend of the pod, Daryl Vidal. Um, he didn't say a last name. Um, and then, so Sean said he was super depressed. 
Uh, he really thought he had it. And I guess whoever Daryl was, after four days, they decided it wasn't going to work out. So they called Sean back and said, you need to get to the studio now. So he rushed over, had a meeting with Robert Mark Hammond. Uh, he said in the audition that the character of Mike Barnes is described to him as a 17-year-old white Mike Tyson. So... <laughs> <laughs> just, um, so he, he I guess he demonstrated some karate for Cayman and then was sent right to wardrobe and they said rehearsals start tomorrow <laughs> so okay that is how Sean Cannon got the role of Mike Barnes um, I got some uh, stuff about what happens what happened after the movie for you um, after he went to recur on the Fox television show The Outsiders uh, which is based on the movie Ralph Macchio got uh, people's attention in. Uh, he got into daytime soaps. I got some great character names for you. On General Hospital, he played A.J. Quartermain. Uh, on Sunset Beach, he played Jude Kavanaugh. And on The Young and the Restless, he played Deacon Sharp. Deacon Sharp. <laughs> he also competed in the Italian Dancing with the Stars. Uh, he made it through six rounds before being eliminated. Uh, farther than Martin Cove who uh, last year was sent home after the first round um, yeah. in the U.S. version. and uh, But he did not get as far as Ralph Macho did in 2011. That was – he got to the ninth round. Um, he is a uh, strong advocate for anti-bullying and sometimes, like, does talks for teenagers and surprises them by throwing up on the screen uh, clips of uh, young him bullying uh, the karate kid <laughs> and they're like what that's you um, and he uh, recently released the book uh, The Way of the Cobra which is a motivational guide to uh, quote unleash your inner badass uh, be a disruptor in your own life and achieve your life goals so which uh, but don't, is be a, a bully. don't be but a bully don't be a bully yeah. now so is there going back to the um the soap opera connection mm. is there like a joint universe between the young and the restless and the bold <laughs> and the beautiful because he because because he's he's credited as playing deacon sharp in both of those oh really so i don't know is that the is it the same character or is it just oh. a oh, is it so. a coincidence what's going <laughs> on here i hope so uh, yeah i don't know i mean it is a great name it, yeah it is a great name um, all right, so that's really all I have about his bio. <laughs> so we can kind of continue with the scene. So, like, Terry tells Meloche to call the boys while Mike Barnes, Grady's bad boy, uh, talks about how intense the, man the mansion is and has zero shock in meeting his new employer in his bowl bath. He's <laughs> just like, yeah. oh, well, I can come back later. <laughs> Nothing like that. <laughs> he does, he's like, oh, this place is intense. <laughs> well, and then what's. <sighs> I just I'm I'm I, I'm sorry if I seem out of it because or disjointed in my speech one because I I'm somehow managed to become an adult without learning how to speak but also <laughs> this this movie flummoxes me in many ways and not just not just the many ways in which Daniel is obviously trying to sabotage Mr Maggie's dream but like this bath so is this is this like a you know a soak after a workout is is that what we're thinking like he just had a, a vigorous karate session because he's right. not trying to get clean he's not scrubbing anything 
Yeah. It, it, but, and, but then there are bubbles. Like, I, I maybe that's just for modesty. So, like, they don't get an R rating. But, you know, he's <laughs> right. got – there's, like, a pot of tea. I assume it's tea. But there's, like, you know, there's, like, a china set with cups. He's got the phone. Obviously, his secretary or his assistant is there I taking I thought it was notes. coffee. <laughs> okay, coffee. Um, <laughs> but, like, he doesn't – you know, I don't know. When, when I get in the bath, I thought, you know, I think – I think of like soap and washcloth and rubber ducky and, and let's get clean, but he's not I, doing it. I was clean. hoping you wouldn't, I was hoping just, you wouldn't mention the rubber ducky in this, in this one, but um, yes, we have a rubber ducky in here. Uh -huh. Sorry. But he, yeah, he's just kind of sitting there soaking it in. Is this like a medicinal <laughs> soak or uh... Uh, yeah, I know there, I, I would think there'd be like a green layer or something like that instead of bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh. I mean, it's relaxing. You guys don't take bubble baths? <laughs> uh, no. Um, no. But it, I don't I don't actually have it's a bath. It's been a while since, yeah, my last bubble bath. Uh, yeah. Maybe I'm missing out. Maybe that's just me. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big guy. I don't take bubble baths. <laughs> I'll jump in a pool or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and uh, just the fact that it's like, yeah, he's, he's conducting meetings in there. Uh, is this... Is this his way of showing dominance over his subjects and the people that he calls to his mm. to his mansion? Like, yeah, I don't I do not give a crap about you that much. Just be like, I will just sit here naked in a pole of water in front of you and just like it's on you how you're gonna react to this. Yeah, it's just kind of one of those alpha male moves. But the thing is yeah. how I would react is I'm just imagining like from water level down. This guy is completely pruned out. <laughs> right. I'm just thinking he's got pruned hands. His toes are all wrinkly. <laughs> so like if this is supposed to be like an intimidating alpha male move, like it just it wouldn't work on me because I'm just <laughs> I'm just laughing at all his pruned skin. Right. Yeah. The water's cold. <laughs> it's not my fault. Um, <laughs> shrinkage. Don't you know I'm shrinkage? <laughs> Also, uh, Terry, uh, you know, Mike says, you know, this place is intense. And Terry's like, consider it home. And Mike's like, thanks. And just like, yeah. oh, man, we, we were denied that spinoff. Like, Terry and Mike just living together, doing each other's laundry, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> Eating breakfast together. I don't know. Now, uh, how do you think? Revenge. <laughs> so, so speaking of, how do you think Terry Silver would respond if Mike Barnes shows up? And here, and with a lease, like I just signed a lease. This is your new dojo. <laughs> you own all of this, right? <laughs> how oh, do you boy. think Terry Silver would react compared to how Mr. Miyagi reacts? Yeah, he just told me get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you strike a great deal. Oh, we'll get into that in the next uh, on Friday's uh, minutes. But um, so yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, also, also uh, getting into what we're going to get into on Friday is we, you know, uh, Terry calls in uh, Snake and Dennis, and we'll be talking about uh, these guys on Friday. Um, but uh, yeah, if you're looking to be a bad boy in LA, Snake's the boy to be bad with, right, Snake? <laughs> you know it. <laughs> just, just, like, just the most uncool oh. guys ever. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, there's poor a, Dennis. There's a there's a few lines in this film that you know. Uh, I didn't now. I did not go out and search to see if this thing exists. But mm. if there is a porn parody <laughs> of Karate Kid Three, 
there's a few lines that they can lift and just use as is without changing a word. Right. <laughs> and that's one of them. It's like, <laughs> that line with Snake. And I think, well, and then it's got to, it's got to be a, like a sign to Dennis. Like if you want to move up to the organization, you got to come up with a better name than Dennis. <laughs> like, you know, if you want to be a bad boy in LA, you know, mm-hmm. are you going with Snake? Or are you going with Dennis? You know, I think more people are going with Dennis on that one. I mean, I'm, sorry, Snake. They're going with Snake. I'm literally sitting on trivia that I have to hold off until Friday because we're going. Uh-huh. We've been going long. I don't. I don't. I, I'm sorry. I know <laughs> listeners are like, "What? Are you kidding me?" But yeah, it's a teaser. Um, yeah, Terry says uh, he gets a weekly uh, draw, weekly like a weekly allowance and a car, and I, I I'm wondering, Matt from last week, which car does he get? The 1980s Honda Civic that Terry says was cute but wrong, or the 67 Dodge Dart with no character. <laughs> uh, cute but wrong. Let's say that. Cute but wrong. Because he doesn't have no character. He is a character. Right. Oh, oh, I see. So, like, the car fits the person. So, you think, you know, Mike Barnes has character, uh, so he doesn't get the Dart, but he is cute but wrong. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, Mike has a question, but he does get cut off uh, as the segment ends. So uh, I, I honestly, I think that's all for today. Um, Matt, let's invite Sean to dinner on Friday. We can talk about more Karate Kid three. What, what's your favorite dish, Sean? <laughs> uh, how about some poached salmon? Ooh, we can and do we that. We can it in this bubble bath with us. <laughs> yes, in the bubble bath. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that's it for us uh, on this Wednesday. Uh, please send feedback to karatekidminute at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or join the Miyagi-Do Karate Dojo Facebook group, which I might like rename to like the Terry Silver Bubble Bath Facebook group. <laughs> I don't know. Just search for Karate Kid Minute. You're going to find us. And, uh, you know, if you got a minute or three, uh, leave us a nice rating and review on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. Maybe, you know, if you aren't got Spotify, we have, there's ratings on there now. Um, but until next time. Opulence. You own everything. Opulence. You own everything.